the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The subtle evil of pride and the wonderful joy of humility. Next, on Times of Refreshing. Pride can take so many forms, can't it? Even a false sense of humility. And that's why we need to understand what true humility really is. And that's what we're doing here today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. If you're joining us, we're picking up where we left off yesterday in Matthew chapter 18, looking at this humility and how we are to walk in it and what that looks like and why it is of such benefit for us. Join us, won't you, for today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Once again, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. I love everybody and everybody's gifts and talents, and we respect them and we honor them. But there's only one person that is to be worshipped. Can I have an amen? And we want to make sure that in the church that we're constantly coming back to this, that, Lord, we want to be humble people. People can correct me. People can hold me accountable. Pen, people can look me in the eye. That we're, that we're humble enough to say, you know what? Hey, I blew it. Pray for me. Let's get it right. Thank you for showing me. People can comment about certain things, and, and we're humble enough to receive it. This is what Jesus is talking about. This is what Apostle Peter is talking about. He's saying in verse 5, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed. People need to see it. For God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Can I have an amen? The worst thing that we could ever do is become self-righteous. When we get saved for a little while and we start thinking we're better than everybody. Not realizing that Jesus Christ, where he found us and how he will keep us and how he will continue to grace us if we just remain humble. Go to Luke chapter 18. This is a really good story here. You're going to see this. Luke 18. Look at this. Luke chapter 18, verse 9 to 14. Verses 9 to 14. It says, also he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed this thus with himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector 
standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be what? Will be what, saints? Exalted. This is the mindset that we want to develop. Now, I think it's important that we understand that if God has made us righteous with his righteousness, then we need to celebrate that. We need to glorify God in that. We need to proclaim that, that I am righteous by the righteousness of Christ. And through faith in Jesus Christ, he has justified me. He has redeemed me. He has made me righteous in his sight. I glory in that. I thank God for that. I thank God for that. I thank God for that. I'm not thanking myself for that because it's not my own power. It's not my own strength. It's God's. In this particular situation, we see this parable is beautiful because one, one is exalting himself and he's measuring his success as a person based on what he sees in another person. But that other person isn't the standard. Jesus is the standard. Can I have an amen? And so what happens is a lot of times we we find ourselves doing this. We do this in church. We do this in society. We do this, you know, we have to be very very careful about this. Yes, we see sin in the world. Yes, we see people living lifestyles that are contrary to the will of God. Yes, we should say that sin, stay away from it. Yes, we should say, man, this is tearing up our city. We need to deal with it. Yes, all those things are right. They are fair and they are true. But at the same time, we have to stop and ask ourselves, are we really being legitimate light so that the people who are in darkness have somewhere to turn to when they want to see their lives get changed. And the heart of it all is, am I allowing God's righteousness to become my righteousness, and and am I acknowledging that the only reason why my life is changed is because of the power of Jesus Christ and the shed blood on Calvary. And if Jesus could change my life, he could change your life. This is the heart of it. But when we become self-righteous, I can't sit next to you. You live in foul. I hate everybody on my job. All of them are sinners. They all going to hell. Lord, deliver me. Well, maybe Jesus sent you there to be a light in the midst of darkness. And if you would shine with his righteousness, you can provide hope for people that are sitting in. Can I have an amen in here? Change your perspective. A lot of times God sets you up by putting you in a bad situation. They don't like you. Because you're a Christian. They're not. But our our response should not be like this man who is self-righteous, our response should be, Lord, I'm on assignment. And Lord, I may not like this job, and I may not like her. But God, you sent me here for her, changed my heart towards her, so that her can get saved up in here. 
Can I have an amen? This is what happens, saints. We got to learn to change our perspective so that we, we see ourselves as always being on assignment. Wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing, God, you're positioning me so that I can have impact in somebody's lives. And sometimes we are lights in the midst of darkness. This man here began to humble himself, I mean, exalt himself with his own self-righteousness and then comparing himself to this person who was next to him. But the other one acknowledged, Lord, I see my need. He couldn't even lift up his eyes. And here I am. And this is what God is looking for from us, that we're constantly in that state, that if it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? I would be doing the same person that this person is doing, being doing the same thing that this person is doing. If it had not been for the grace of God. So we learn, we learn to live in the world and not be of the world, but not overly become so lifted up that we can't associate with people of low degree that we might bring them out of bondage that they might give their lives to Christ. That's part of our assignment. Doesn't mean that we go to the club with them. It doesn't mean that we compromise God's holy standards and his moral, uh, you know, uh, his, his moral attributes and characteristics and all those things to associate with people. But saints, it does mean that I keep in mind that my life is about assignment. God, you placed me right here to be a blessing to this person. And I want to make sure that I don't get so saved. And so righteous that I become self-righteous. And now I'm beginning to develop what I would call a spiritual caste system. I can't associate with you. I can't talk to you. Now, I'm going to talk to you, but I got something in mind. And that is you coming to know Jesus. Saints, we have to make sure we don't become prideful and arrogant and self-righteous. We stay humble. Amen? Listen to the blessings associated with this. Go to Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter 15. We're going to look at verse 33. Let's look at verse 31. On down to 33. It says in verse 31. Proverbs chapter 15. It says, The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. How many know life will rebuke you? It'll correct you, but we got to hear it. He says, verse 32, he who disdains instruction despises his own soul. But he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. Look at verse 33. The fear of the Lord is in the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is what? Humility. Before honor is humility. Before God causes us to be honored before people will really begin to honor us the right way it takes humility if you want honor in your home as a husband walk in humility towards your family if you want honor as a wife in your home walk in humility towards your family if you're a young person in this room and you want your, your, your parents to place honor upon you and blessing upon you. Walk in humility. 
It's nothing like having a kid that's a humble kid. When you tell them this or you're talking to them, they're not always talking back. Well, I think, well, I didn't ask you what you think. I just said, turn out the, take out the trash, man. What I'm saying is humility. Humility causes you to want to honor. If you're, if you're a husband here, beating your chest, demanding that you, that, that everybody respect you in the house, that everybody, and, and acting arrogant and, and prideful, that's not going to bring honor into your life and in your home. But if you're humble, you're a servant leader, you give of yourself, you grind away in life, you love your wife and your kids, and you're a blessing, and you listen, and you're here. All these things causes your family, your wife, to want to honor you. It's the same thing as a wife. If you want your husband to honor you, then you can't always be talking back to your husband, nagging. I used to have an awesome women's ministry in this church. They used to give me amens. I mean, they would give me an amen after amen. But after that message right there, I could hear a pin drop. Minister Catherine, where's the women's ministry at? All y'all got convicted of here. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is if you want honor, it takes humility. For everyone on your job, you want honor. You want your, your boss to entrust you with more and to lift you up and to give you the promotion and give you the raise and to take you to another level. If you're always talking back on your job and always murmuring and talking at the water cooler and shooting emails and, and talking behind. The, ah. God is the ultimate exalter in our lives. And if God sees us doing that, he will shut the door. But before honor is always humility. This is what we want, whether it's in the marketplace, in our home, in life. We have to ask God to help us in this area. Go to Proverbs 18, verse 12. Look at this. He says it again. It says here in verse 12. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. And before honor is what? Humility. So before honor, he says it again, it's always humility. But I like this because he says before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. A person's heart becomes, I like this Hebrew word, it means to be high, to be exalted. This word in the Hebrew, it means to be arrogant. And, 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 there, and I like this, this, this Hebrew word is tied to a person's speech. It's too high. I can't work there. That's beneath me. What you mean? That was, you, you, you've, been, you've been searching for a job for the last year and you haven't found none. Brother, you better take that job at 7-Eleven and go ahead and get your money and handle your business until another job come through. Can I preach it this morning? But people get lifted up. I, I can't do that. That's belief beneath me. People get exalted, and God may have something better for you. But until it happens, you got to take care of your family. 
And be humble enough to say, man, I'm not going to get so high and exalted in my mind that I can't. I'm not going to touch that person. They're dirty. I'm not going to come over here and look. look, I don't want to sit next to this person in church. They smell. Well, saints, people are coming off the street and they're in bondage and they need help and they need clothes and they don't hair. Hair doesn't look nice and they're all tatted up and they and all kinds of stuff. And the world is beat them up and the devil is beat them up and life is beat them up. We'll bring them into this church. If you're beat up, come into the well and we'll get you cleaned up and we'll get you washed up and we'll let the word of God begin to purify. This is what we want. Can I have an amen? Sit next to them and let them feel the power of God on your life. And if God can bring you out, then God can bring them out. And we have to get rid of this haughtiness because ultimately if we become haughty, the Bible says that this person is headed to destruction. Before it happens, a person is destroyed. But what happens is a person gets high in their mind, exalted and arrogant. And now... Instead of them tapping into the blessing of God, now destruction begins to head in their direction. And we've seen it. How many, how many movie stars and how many actors and how many musicians and how many singers and how many preachers and how many people that we've seen shoot off like a rocket and come tumbling down? How many kings? How many presidents? Saddam Hussein, they found the man in a hole. He was used to walking in palaces and and having royal guards. And and they found him in a hole, his hair all tattered up and in the street. and, And you see his life because he wouldn't humble himself. And I think it's the same thing for us. We have to always keep this in mind that never allow your heart to become haughty. High, lifted up with pride. So someone can't tell you anything. Saints, we have to get free from this in our lives. Because God wants to use us. But he's not going to exalt a proud person. And some of us are sitting back and saying, Lord, why can't Lord, I want to go to the next level. And I believe God is saying to us this morning, this is the next level. Be humble. You want to go up, go down. Can I have an amen? You want to go up? Go down first. And I'll take you up. Let's close with this. Proverbs 6. And let's end with this. And then we're going to pray. It says here in verse 16 on down to 19. Listen to this, saints. It says, these things, these six things, the Lord hates. Somebody says hates. This word here in the Hebrew, it means to dislike. It means that he's hostile towards, he loathes, that he's hostile towards these. That if we start acting like this, then God's going to fight with us. That's what it really and literally means. It says here, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. He said a proud look, a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift in running to evil. And false witnesses who speak lies. A false witness who speaks lies. 
and one who sows discord among the brethren. He said a proud look. Let's start with this. God hates a proud look. I think this is important because for all of us, and I want to say this right, just like you can see humility, you can see pride. And sometimes we think that we just get in trouble over our words or just our actions. But I love this because he's saying even if your look is wrong, God's watching it. Because that's the one. Have you ever? I mean, sometimes it's the look that gets you more than anything. A person may not say nothing, but they can look at you like, I hate you. And it's not. They, they didn't do anything yet, but it's in there. And given the right opportunity, and if it's not checked, and if it's not dealt with, evo- eventually it's going to become something. Like, when you look at somebody, Jesus is watching. And he's seeing that. The Bible says he hates a proud look. For us, we want to make sure we're sensitive about this. He says not only a proud look, he says a lying tongue. When we just lie, people lie. The Bible says that God hates that, and he'll become hostile towards the person who's a liar. He says hands that shed innocent blood. When people go off and just kill people and and, and, and just, and, and I Sometimes you can kill a person with your tongue. Assassinate a person's character by lying. He says a heart that devises wicked plans. A person's heart is, they're thinking and scheming of ways to, to make things happen, and it's all wicked. Feet that are swift and running to evil. Man, what's the, what's the next thing? Where are we going, man? Man, let's go get into that. Man, ain't nothing wrong with that. Man, we're going to pray about it later, man. What, hurry up. You know I'm always down. Let's roll. To, swift to run to evil. He says, a false witness who speaks lies. And one who sows discord among the brethren. This is a big one. This is one that goes so unchecked within the church. And this all comes from being proud and lacking the fear of the Lord. People start to sow seeds of discord amongst brothers. Did you hear what they said about you? You know, at the church, they, they said this. They, oh, yeah, I heard that, too. And people start whispering and gossiping. And sowing discord. I know they didn't tell you that they don't like you, but I, I heard some things. I'm not going to say I'm praying for you. But you're sowing discord. Saints, let me say this to you. Some of you guys have been here so long. You know, we went through that as a church. We came out of it, but we went through that. Now, I sit back and I read these scriptures. All I do is just read the scriptures. I say, okay, I'm going to see how this turns out. But I'm not getting God to be mad at me. God handled his business. But the, the point I'm trying to make is when you sow seeds of discord and different things like that, it's all rooted in pride and lack of the fear of God. Saints, today I, wanna, I wanted to give this message. You that have been around this church and, and man, we are, we are on fire, man. God is really moving in our church. God's really moving in the community. God has blessed our church in in a beautiful way. But the thing that I'm looking at is I'm saying, okay, God, okay, this is what you're doing in people's lives, in the life of our church. How do we sustain our momentum? And God brings me back, back to the basics. 
stay humble. People are being blessed on their jobs. How do they sustain their own? Stay humble. People are being blessed in their marriages. How do I sustain my momentum in my marriage? Stay humble. My kids are being blessed. Teach them how to stay humble. My resources are coming back to life again. My finances are proper, prospering. Stay humble. Stay humble. You don't need to buy a new car. You just start getting momentum. Stay humble. Drive the bucket a little longer. Ooh, that was a word for somebody right there. That was a word for somebody right there. You came out. Don't do it yet. I'm telling you right now. This is a word long. Don't do it yet. We get one breakthrough financially and we spend it all. Just stay humble. Saints, we have to make sure we perfect the basics of Christianity. And one of the most important things that we've got to do is be clothed with humility. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.